Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, January 6th. S&P futures are trading down about 20 points. That is about 60 basis points. Um, they have not taken out the Friday lows. So, um, you know, essentially we're kind of just giving back that rally that occurred off the lows during Friday's session. Um, Europe is getting hit harder. Europe is down about 120 to 130 basis points. Asia finished lower pretty much across the board, although there were a couple of pockets of green. Uh, mainland China performed well. Um, and Australia performed well as well. Japan lagged, but keep in mind, Japan had been closed for several sessions, so it's kind of just playing a little bit of catch-up this morning. Um, you know, in terms of major news, obviously, Iran dominated everything over the weekend. It's dominating most of the news this morning. Um, you've had a lot of threats and innuendo. Um, you have not necessarily had a ton of actual action um, in terms of retaliation or fallout from um, these, the death last week. So Iran has completely abandoned its commitments under the 2015 nuclear agreement. Um, there was a, this, this January 6th had been a big date, um, in terms of that nuclear agreement and, and Iran was kind of expected to do this regardless of what happened last week. Um, so this certainly kind of, um, just suggests that, um, you know, this is, this is one aspect of the fallout in that you now have the country, um, completely um, in non-compliance with the nuclear agreement, um, but again, I think this was this was kind of something that would have re- occurred regardless. The Iraqi parliament voted to expel American troops from the country. This was more of a symbolic action. Um, you're not going to see U.S. troops leave immediately. You're not going to see them leave really, you know, anytime soon. Um, nevertheless, that prompted a um, a threatening tweet from Trump talking about how he would put. Um, "Quote unquote," very big sanctions on Iraq if they were to take that action. Um, you know, I think just kind of just gets to the point of um, you know it suggests that the absence of an overall strategy with regards to the region, um, in that you are attempting to isolate what is uh, you know your your main opponent in Iran, um, and then and then also possibly now undermining what it, you know essentially had been one of your main allies in Iraq. Um, so I think that obviously is not not helping sentiment. Um, you did have a, um, in, you know, an Al Shabaab militant group in in uh, in Kenya um, attack an American airfield, um, that resulted in the deaths of three Americans. That is um, not necessarily thought to be an Iran directed proxy, um, but obviously it's it's probably related um, to the events of last week. So you haven't had necessarily a, a physical retaliation. Iran, um, based on all the reports, is kind of biding its time. Clearly, they don't want to get into a direct military conflict with the U.S. Um, they are likely going to use their proxies throughout the region, um, as well as, um, you know, some of their cyber weapons to retaliate over time, but probably not immediately. So, you know, this is definitely, um, you know, normally in the past, for the past several years, it's paid to kind of fade geopolitical events. Um, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily think this changes dramatically the broader narrative, other than the fact that, you know, the multiples at present really don't leave much capacity to absorb um, these types of kind of unexpected headwinds. And so um, at the least, this is going to kind of place a ceiling on, um, you know, further multiple expansion, at least for the time being. Um, You know, but I think aside from Iran, the, you know, the big questions for the market, I I still think are the same as before. It's this phase one agreement, which is due to be signed at uh, at the White House on January 15th, what is actually in this specific written agreement? Um, you know, the White House has said that they will release it to the public. It's unclear, though, is China actually going to be agreeing to these numbers that the White House keeps talking about? Are there any, um, is there a schedule in, in the agreement as far as additional tariff rollback going forward? So that will be very important 
And then, you know, we're, we're kind of right around the corner from uh, the earnings season, the calendar Q4 earnings season. It's due to formally start on the 14th. That's next Tuesday. Um, but you're likely to see a couple of ut- uh, updates, some, you know, pre-announcements over the coming days. So we'll get a sense of not only how calendar Q4 was, but more kind of what is the tone as far as guidance going forward. Has there been any indication, has there been any stabilization or improvement in underlying demand trends since, um, you know, U.S. and China struck that phase one agreement? Um, You know, as far as Q4 specifically, and I think this is why markets were relatively calm in light of the, um, you know, pretty poor ISM on Friday, you know, the, the under the underlying narrative has been that you're going to see improved growth momentum starting in calendar Q1 and going forward, given all the ostensibly positive macro developments in November and December, including phase one, USMCA, expiration of the 232 auto tariffs, um, the Johnson election and the implications for Brexit, etc. So I think that's why markets, you know, markets were not expecting a dramatic improvement in December trends, which is why that December ISM was sort of um, shrugged off. Um, and then, you know, obviously ongoing central bank accommodation will permit, um, mo- you know, multiples to stay higher than is normal. So that had been kind of the main narrative driving stocks higher, which is why, you know, there really wasn't necessarily any indication or any expectation for a dramatic improvement in geopolitics or dramatic improvement in December growth, um, which is why, you know, markets absorb the Friday news relatively well. Um, and so, you know, that's that's essentially it as far as macro for this morning. You did have a couple of economic numbers. The ones out of Europe are actually pretty encouraging. The services PMI, the final services PMI for December was revised higher from the flash reading, and there were pretty strong German retail sales numbers. Um, but that is it as far as uh, major macro news is concerned. On the micro front, there's not a ton. Um, I, other than I would say the New York Times has a big Boeing article. The Title is negative and the first 75% are negative, although I don't necessarily think there's a ton of incremental negative information. The last, you know, last couple of paragraphs actually are positive. And there were some, uh, you know, there were some interesting incremental tidbits just talking about how the company is making actual progress on on getting this 737 MAX uh, recertified. So apparently Eurozone officials are going to be traveling to Seattle this week. The article says that's a positive sign in that. Europe would not be arriving unless they thought that uh, material progress had been made so that they can actually start testing this thing on the ground. And then uh, the U.S. may actually clear the plane for a certification test flight as soon as this month, which, again, is a very positive uh, development in terms of just getting this thing back in the air. So the, you know, the, the headline certainly reads negative and the bulk of the text was negative. But I think the last couple of paragraphs is really where there's incremental news and it was positive. So I think once you know people read to the bottom of that, um, you know there certainly are some signs of uh, of of encouragement. Um, in terms of the U.S. calendar today, there's not a ton on it other than um, you know I've, uh, other than just a couple of eco numbers, um, but nothing that should be super important. Um, and so that is that is it for today. Um, you know, in terms of my you know my views on the market, um, you know, again, they kind of are not the same, and they're not necessarily being dramatically changed as a result of Iran. Um, other than again, I just think that at these multiples, the market becomes much more susceptible, vulnerable to you know any time of any type of unexpected macro developments, of which obviously Iran is one. Um, so I continue to think that you're not going to see the dramatic type of growth earnings improvement that people expect from the November December. Um, you know, macro uh, 
macro developments. And so, you know, you're vulnerable on the multiple front. And the, the you know, the, the EPS number for this year, which which stands at around 173, 174, which people think bulls think that number is is um, you know, it's depressed and it's due to be revised higher going forward. Um, you know, I think that should be thought of as a relatively fair and accurate figure. So that is it for today. Thank you everyone for listening.